Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And now with some big breaking news is John Solomon of Just the News. John, everybody is quoting your big scoop tied to 2018. Bring it fast forward and what it has to do with Hunter Biden and the Biden family. Yeah, well, listen, there's a pattern that's beginning to emerge. Last week, James Comer said the FBI had a confidential informant that came in in the summer of 2020 and said he had significant evidence of a pay-to-play bribery scheme involving Joe Biden, not Hunter Biden, but Joe Biden. Well, it turns out two years earlier, a former federal prosecutor, very respected prosecutor, the former U.S. attorney in Little Rock, Bud Cummins, he approached his um, success, uh, the current U.S. attorney in New York and said, hey, I've got uh, a Ukraine witness, the actual the attorney general of Ukraine. He has evidence of a pay to play bribery scheme involving Joe Biden. Wouldn't you like to meet him? He's got two witnesses he can bring. He's got some paperwork and evidence he can bring. All he, He'll come and meet with you. And he got crickets. They never met with him. They never responded to him. They ignored him. But a year later, Bud Cummins found out actually just recently found out because it was a delayed notification. The U.S. attorney investigated Bud Cummins. They got his phone records, which, by the way, is very sensitive when you're a lawyer with attorney-client privilege. So they investigate the person who's trying to be the good citizen rather than the allegation. This pattern keeps repeating itself in Joe Biden world. Well, I mean, who, how high up do you have to get uh, in the FBI when, when, when things like that happen? This is, there's too many politics, uh, John. Yeah, and listen, Bud Cummins knew the U.S. attorney, uh, uh, Jeff Berman. He knew him personally. He reached out to him by phone. He sent the evidence, and then nothing. And then he finds out four years later that they took his phone records and looked at him. This uh, It is remarkable that relationships, uh, bona fides, credentials. The Ukraine witness the first time was the attorney general of Ukraine, the highest-ranking law enforcement official in Ukraine. In 2020, it's an FBI agent working one of their own confidential human sources. And even then, the Joe Biden information falls into a circular. It just keeps happening. There seems to be a political protection zone around the Biden family that frustrates career people like the IRS agent, the FBI whistleblowers, and now Bud Cummins, a former U.S. attorney. Now, I have to ask you, um, John, this is different, this whistleblower, this Bud Commons, than the new one, right, as you just pointed yep. out? And second of all, remember the famous line when Joe Biden and John, you and I were talking about this last week. Remember, he's sitting there at the at this event and he's like, oh, and, you know, there are, there were some uh, issues and SOB, we fired the yep. attorney general. This is the attorney general, right? It is. It's that Ukraine attorney general. It was the successor, the one who wasn't fired, but the one who inherited the job. By the way, this uh, 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 chief prosecutor of Ukraine is the guy that settled the cases against Burisma. He knows specifically what was talked about between the Obama administration, between Burisma and the U.S. attorney in New York doesn't want to hear from him. Instead, he investigates the guy who, as a good citizen, brings the information forward. 
to the prosecutor's office. Uh, this is mind-boggling. I mean, I can't believe this stuff goes on in the United States of America. Yeah, it feels like a third-world country. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. I think that's why congressional investigators are beginning to determine themselves. They're becoming increasingly frustrated. Big news today, too. James Comer, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, is going to release an interim report on Wednesday. He said it is so explosive and it contains lots of evidence that the FBI and IRS don't know about that he even encouraged the Justice Department, hey, hold off indicting Hunter Biden if you're thinking about doing it. Do you see my report? A lot of suspense, a lot of buildup to a big release Wednesday morning by the House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. Now, uh, you have such great scoops, John. Any idea what he's going to expose? Because you just hit it on the head. Comer's out there pleading, basically saying, DOJ, don't charge Hunter Biden with a slap on the wrist and a tax charge or a gun charge, because I've got some explosive stuff. Any idea what we're going to hear on Wednesday? This sounds huge. And he's saying it's tied to Joe Biden, that it's tied to the family. This is big. So I think for most Americans, they've heard piecemeal over the last couple of years. Hunter Biden had some dealings in Ukraine. He had some dealings in China. What James Comer is going to do is say, listen, Hunter Biden, James Biden, the family had dealings in numerous countries, uh, scores of uh, uh, business transactions, bank accounts, LLCs, a lot of them in countries that are not uh, allies of the United States. They're competitors or adversaries of the United States. And when you look at all the money, you're going to see how many family members involved, how many companies involved, how many countries involved, how many tens of millions of dollars involved. And then we're going to take a look at what Joe Biden was doing as vice president. Oh, how interesting. Joe Biden seems to take favorable actions in a lot of these countries that benefit the very people paying his family members. That's what I expect from my sources to uh, be the opening salvo in the report. So, so we're coming down. It's going to happen in the next couple of days. That's stunning. It is. That is Wednesday stunning. Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern time. It has been locked into stone, and there's a big press conference. will be nationally televised. We'll learn a lot from it. Well, I look forward to it. Well, uh, anything else we want to talk about today? I want to have just one fun thing. It's, it's related, but a lot of people didn't pick up on its significance. The Wall Street Journal editorial board, I think, has a very important op-ed today. They noticed that in his interview on Friday, Joe Biden said he didn't believe his son had done anything wrong. That is something important for a president to tell his Justice Department, who is considering indicting his son, he did nothing wrong. It sets up the expectation that maybe there'll be a pardon. It sets up the the fear that Joe Biden is very overtly pressuring the Justice Department. Don't bring that charge. I don't believe my son did anything wrong. That is the sort of inference and interference in the Justice Department that Joe Biden told us when he was running in 2020, he would never do. The Wall Street Journal calls him out on that. It's all tied together with this larger story. Joe Biden's get a lot more persnickety when it comes to what's going on with his family right now. Yeah, you can tell. Really interesting, the language there. And he kept saying, you know, I trust my son. I love my son. Uh, John Solomon, blockbuster stuff. We're all going to be tuning in well, on John Wednesday. John Solomon, uh, well, we're only a day and a half away or something like that. And uh, look forward to it. And thank you, John, for telling the truth to the American people. Thank you so much, guys.